Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. So you started to hear a lot of the same common feedback from parents with the lack of clarity of them knowing what, what specific resource was, and then even in the resource, not just the common core, but the specificity of how it would fit what it, hey, what, which, who has the best science? Who has the, or who has, how can I even compare them? I don't even know which one offers it and which one doesn't. They don't want to just kind of have a one size fits all, but they wanted to get into the specifics, it seems. Yeah. And what I noticed, um, and the reason I, I did what I do, and again, it's information without commentary. Um, and companies have said to me, will you write a review about my product? I'm like, nope, I am, I'm kind of agnostic about it. I want everything to be out there and parents to make the decision. Yeah. Uh, because what I had seen was you can do a Google search and you'll get the top hits for the people who paid, you know, Absolutely for sponsored. that. <laughs> um, you could look at homeschooling blogs and you will get reviews about things that people are affiliates for and they, they naturally, they like it, so they want to promote it and that's great. But you won't get a whole list of here's every single option, right? So I, and I have not seen anything like it. So I decided that my calling was to make a chart where there's every single option in every subject area. And so like, if you look at elementary math, for example, a person can go to my website and click on the link for that and see a chart. It's a PDF you can download and print out if you want, but it's really long for that subject um, and see every single elementary math company that I've discovered over the last nine years that markets to homeschoolers and is available to homeschoolers. Also private Christian schools and even public schools can use my site because it lists the worldview perspective as well. So if that, someone's teaching in a charter or a, a, you know, a public school, they can, they can see which ones would be appropriate um, for their curriculum uh, committee or whatever it is. Um, but my goal was just to list everything and then to give the different parameters so that parents can take the big picture and narrow it down and say, now that I've seen it all, here are the ones that might work. And I'm not missing a good possibility because I've seen them all in one place. And that to me is what was a point of differentiation of what caught my attention because I'm very into schooling, very into education. Uh, uh, and I also like the fact that you took that unbiased approach because we all know if we go to even Amazon or anywhere, right? And we see a, a perfect five-star reviews, we say, this person paid for these reviews, right? Because, exactly. you know, you know, three star, three star on the other hand, seems a little, maybe these people always have issues who hit, always hit three star. But then we see about a 4.2 or 4.5 and we start to read it and start to figure out some, we start to look for common themes. So you're right. It is clear that there's a difference of when parents can uh, go to a place where it's been curated and mm -hmm. it doesn't have commentary, but it allows for them to say, you go ahead and you assess yourself and let me know what your thoughts are. Can you tell us a little bit, have, are you familiar with either Howard Gardner, Jennifer Fox with uh, your child's strengths or Sir Ken Robinson's um, work? 
Uh, I've heard of Ken Robinson. I've watched a couple of his TED talks. I think he's pretty amazing. Um, that's about the extent of my, my knowledge of him. Howard Gardner um, actually is the one who did the research on the eight great smarts <laughs> back in, I don't know, the seventies or something like yeah. that, which is what my book ultimately is based off of. So yeah. I'm kind of a, a grandchild of Howard Gardner and that oh, yes. because it wasn't direct, but. <laughs> well, no, and I love, and I love the, I love the multiple intelligence theory. Uh, it, it, it seems you made it in more practical language and, and that, that offspin of, of that, of keeping it going, but then bringing it to a way where parents can. can. So can you talk a little bit about some of the smarts, highlight a few of the smarts, and even your journey with discovering the point of differences and the distinct learning abilities of your own children? And you don't have to put them by name or on blast or anything. It's not, <laughs> to, but it's more to help parents because I that's what I enjoy about your book is I enjoyed how you opened up and you talked about your own life and the discovery process and then you also I'd love to hear some of the feedback you're getting from parents who are also utilizing the resource. Sure, sure. Well, I actually learned about Howard Gardner and Thomas Armstrong is the other guy that kind of came up with those that theory of multiple intelligences when I was in college. Um, uh, an education professor, her name is Kathy Cook. Um, she is, um, she talked about it in class and it became a thing that I knew about so that when I started raising my kids, I was aware of it and I had been friends with her for some time. She wrote the book that actually uh, is the genesis for my book. Her book is called, well, the first book was called How Am I Smart? And she wrote that maybe 10 years ago at this point. But what she did was it's a general parenting book. And what she did was take that, that, theory, that psychological background of Gardner and Armstrong and bring it down to a practical level for parents. Um, but it was, it's a theoretical book in the sense of here's the big theory, here's how you can apply it in a general parenting sense. Um, and then the revision of that book is called Eight Great Smarts, which came out a few years ago. So spring of 2020, um, before everything, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, she asked me if I would write a treatment of her book just for homeschooling parents. And at the time I said, well, Kathy, you know that I have to graduate my kids. They're graduating in May. I'm still busy. I'm still engaged in that. I'm not, I, my priority is here. So I need to finish well. And we just kind of set that aside. And, um, and then I thought that was the end of it. Graduated, my kids kind of moved on. And that fall, she came back and she said, will you write the book now? Um, Moody wants it. And uh, if you write a couple chapters, I'll write a proposal and we'll submit it, but they want it. And my husband said, go for it. We'll get the crock pot out just right. <laughs> so I did. And um, God gave me the words for two chapters in like a week, which it was not me. I have to give credit where it's due. Um, submitted it. Moody came back and said, yes, we want this. And this would have been mid-October of 2020. They said, yes, we want it. And for various reasons, we're kind of green lighting this really fast. And so your deadline is December 7th. <laughs> I said six weeks to write a book and they had said it's a shorter book and for people who don't know it's it, it is by design a shorter book about 150 pages um, because homeschooling parents are really really busy so we don't have time to read a 300 page book all the time um, and it's little and it's um, um, for a reason um, and my husband said yes do it we'll keep the crock pot out <laughs> yeah. and I just kind of closed myself in my office and I kept writing and I actually got enabled me to get the work done by Thanksgiving. And so then I had some people look at it and we submitted it to Moody in early December and 
they worked on it, had an amazing editor um, with that process. And so then the book came out in August of 2021, um, which was a fast process because usually it takes a year for a book to go from submission to printing, but Moody, Moody uh, worked on it quickly. So um, as far as the eight great smarts or the eight smarts, uh, one thing that parents should know is that every single person on the planet has all eight. All right, so that's a cool thing. It's not, am I smart? It's, that's why Kathy's original book was called, How Am I Smart? Because we are all smart. (laughs) Um, One of the things institutional schooling has done um, when Armstrong and Gardner looked at this is they elevate two smarts, word smart and logic smart. Smart. And the way the schools are set up, those are the smarts that if those are your top smarts, you do really well at institutional schooling because it's set up to really, not consciously, but it is set up to really elevate those two. But if you're body smart as your big main smart, if you're picture smart, if you're music smart, you don't really fit the school mold and you're often told you have ADHD. One of my daughters is very body smart. She moved and moved and moved and moved. And if she'd been in school, someone would have said she had ADHD and I would have had to medicate her. Now you meet her, she is the most calm, placid person. She's never taken a drug for any of that. Absolutely. <laughs> right? So one of the things that is a blessing, if you homeschool or, or, or I mean, some, some school teachers, really, I need to tell you this, try their, their level best to value all eight smarts. You know, they've done the research, they've read Kathy's book, and they try to incorporate all eight smarts into their classrooms. Um, and so we need to credit them for that. But again, the system doesn't really allow it because they're on pressure. You've got to do the standardized test. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. And they don't, they don't really have the time to do it. Right. So they try, but being able to customize for your own kids, uh, if you can at all homeschool is the easiest way to tap into all of those smarts. So let's go through the smarts uh, and just give one sentence to define it for uh, the audience. So uh, you already mentioned, let's start with the, you started with logic smart. So talk about logic smart and then give a sentence on what that means to a parent. So, and I'm going to have to count with my fingers to make sure I get all eight. (laughs) Uh, Logic smart is in a sentence, uh, you think with questions. Those are your kids who question everything, right? So every two-year-old is very logic smart. And then if they Absolutely. keep questioning, they're logic Why, smart. why, why, why? Exactly. <laughs> Word smart is the other one that is emphasized in school. You think with words, you know, speaking, writing, those kind of things. Uh, body smart, you think with movement, okay? It's you think with movement. That's a pretty cool thing. And uh, we can tell, I'll tell you a story. It is in the book. I can tell the audience a story about my, my moving daughter with that. Um, music smart, you think with rhythms and melodies. So we all use our music smart. For example, when you try to spell Mississippi, I dare anybody to do it without the cadence and the rhythm. You can't, oh, <laughs> right? That's how we all <laughs> learned. <laughs> right, if you think with music and melody and, and you know, some kids will say, for example, I think better if I can listen to music while I study, those are music smart kids, right? Other kids can't do that, it distracts them. Um, let's see, picture smart, you think, with visuals, with images. Um, so another way to maybe talk about that is to say that they're right brain learners because they think with images. Um, let's see, what else? Nature smart, you think with patterns. And nature smart people love to be outside because you can see the patterns in nature and, and make sense of the world that way. Um, people smart, you think with, in the presence of other people, collaboration, talking, communication, all of that. 
And then self-smart, you actually think deeply by yourself, right? And that's how you process. Uh, and again, we all have all eight. Um, we usually default to three or four that we are designed to actually be our go-tos. Um, but with kids, when they're little, it's really wise to try to activate all eight of them and just ex let kids experience things with all eight. And then as they become, you know, nine, 10 years old, you can kind of see which ones are their natural ones and you can use the natural ones to facilitate learning most easily for them. So that, I think that's brilliant. Can you give a, can you unpack a, a, as you said, a story of with your own child? I know when I watch our children, each one of them is different. We have the three and then all, uh, also I, we went to a, a friend's, we ran into some friends the other day and they asked us to come to their son's uh, basketball team. So it's like a, a select league. So we go to the select league and I'm, we're watching, my son and I are watching his team play and the, there's the, the guy who is their point guard. He moves in such a beautiful way. It was just weird to watch. So I, me I remember I asked, said, how is he turning on a dime like that? They said, oh, he takes a tap in ballet as well or whatever. And so yeah. I said, oh, because they were saying, isn't it weird? It's like beautiful to watch him move because it was just he just was going away from the defender or moving to the or if he even if he's falling the way he falls was different than the so it was just weird but as you talk about body smart he had that spatial genius to know at all times where and he's throwing these passes that are amazing and he's the small little 12 year old or you know yeah. so it was just weird to watch this and to see this this movement uh, in action of as you talk about the different smarts so talk a, a little bit about your your child yeah. So, um, so Rachel is my older, she doesn't mind me saying it, you know, she had to sign permission that I could use her in the book, both my girls did. So that's fine. Um, she's both my kids have a high level of body smart, but Rachel, especially. So she was the one that I mentioned that if she'd been in school, they would have said probably she has ADHD because she was the one who was always climbing our tree. She was the one who, when she was five years old, looked out the window at our swing set little metal swing sit with that round, you know, metal top. She said, mama, I could back balance across that if I could walk across it. <laughs> and the thing is, I knew she could, but I said, yes, you could, but you may not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, and the story I tell in the book about that, where it kind of really became clear to me or was starting to become clear because she was about five years old, we were working on counting to a hundred. Um, and that was, Abby was able to just, it, Abby, by the way, one of her top smarts is logic smart. And so for her, just, all right, count to 100. She gets the pattern. She goes with it, right? Um, Rachel really couldn't. She'd sit at the table with me and she'd get to about 10 and she'd get stuck. Wow. And then maybe the next day she'd get to 18 or something and she'd get stuck. And I thought, well, what's going on here? So one day I was having her come for her, her little math lesson and I called her into the room and I was writing something at, on the table at the table. And so she started skipping around the kitchen table and she was counting and she kept counting. She, I, I, and I woke up at you know about 50, I'm like, what? <laughs> and I just kind of sat there, didn't want to scare her, paid attention. And the girl was counting and counting and counting and counting. And she got all the way to hundred and sat down and said, Ooh, okay, I'm done. <laughs> wow. And I was kind of gobsmacked. And I said, honey, could you do that again? And she tried and she couldn't get past 10 or 12 when she was sitting still. Wow. And so I test and I, and I knew about the eight grade smart. So this is something I could actually just in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, what's going on here? So, um, and I that's the difference at that moment as a parent and an educator is how to, it's the practical of, okay, now let me sit back and let me observe. Cause you're learning through observation now. 
She's right. right there and she's something's being revealed to you about her. That's yes. a point of difference and, a, and a advantage that is may not be seen just in certain environments. Certain environments cause for things for her to feel that comfort to be able to do that. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.